0: Hello everybody, Poker and Politics here. Today we're going to be talking about election hell, QAnon madness, and uh, some happy news about one of my pet issues that has taken a big step forward in the great commonwealth of Massachusetts. Uh, First off, uh, we'll go to the election right away because it's all we talk about nowadays. So Trump came out with a very stupid series of executive orders. Um... $400 $400 unemployment instead of 600 And the state's going to kick in 100 bucks of that. So the federal is only 300 So basically cutting the federal unemployment bonus in half. Uh, oh, ending the payroll tax, which is so dumb and so absurd that I can't even wrap my head around how bad it is. Uh, trying to end the moratorium on... Uh, reinstituting the moratorium on evictions... Etc., etc. The thing is, is that Trump could have done this so much better than he did. He could have uh, created a series of executive orders that were uh, basically the uh, ice cream and blowjobs of executive orders. He could have just been like, everyone gets $2,000. And the hot chick they want to get with is going to get with them. And if you're a chick, well, then a hot dude will get with you. I'm an equal opportunity uh, sexual uh, fantasy grantor and money provider. And he could have campaigned on the fact that Democrats were denying you piles of money and fantastic sex. But he had to do like a half-measure unemployment insurance thing, and he had to do the payroll tax thing, which is so dumb. It is so breathtakingly stupid that he's going after the payroll tax when it gives the Democrats the ability to ignore everything else he did by his dumb EOs that will all get tied up in the courts and be irrelevant and talk about how he's trying to gut Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. This is the third rail of American politics as people used to talk about all the time back in the day was that because old people vote and old people fucking love Social Security, so when you fuck with Social Security, you fuck with old people who are going to vote against you. He didn't have to do the stupid payroll tax thing. Republicans told him not to do it. They were like, no, payroll, taxes, payroll tax cuts are bad and dumb. Don't touch them. Like, just whatever. And Trump just had the brain worms attacking him and he couldn't help himself. He had to do this dumb thing. So, that all happened and so I think this is going to backfire on him pretty spectacularly and we will roll from there. I mean, it's been very, it's been a kind of odd couple weeks. We haven't really had any major polling. I know that YouGov, which is mediocre, came out with a couple polls today saying that Biden was up six in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin And it's just, it's just really, uh, we're kind of in a lull about, like, the state of play in the election, as it were, and eventually Biden has to pick his vice president, which I hope will be this week, and then we can get over that hurdle and then deal with, uh, the rest of the election, the conventions, Trump's terrifying RNC speech, which, uh, I am sure every Republican, uh, strategist is just, uh, Totally thrilled about having to deal with hoping that he can keep it together for 45 minutes before without like just totally freaking out and doing something stupid or just going on a stream of consciousness riff. But uh, that's where we are, and uh, here's to hoping that somehow this all ends correctly. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing so many people freaking out about the post office, freaking out about uh, Trump calling the election rigged. All of this stuff going on. And the thing is, we're going to have an election, and I don't think that Trump has the wherewithal or gravitas to pull off a dictatorship. I don't think that he has the loyalty and support of the Republican Party. I was talking to one of my friends who is an Order 66 kind of guy, and he's always thinking that we're just, we're just, a day or two away from a uh, fascist dictatorship. The, the, we're always just that close to being destroyed. And we went around the barn about this, and I just told him, I'm like, look, man, we can't stop it. Like, you and me, we don't have a hill of beans to measure up to any of this, and if Trump does pull this off, then we're just in a dictatorship, and that sucks. So there's really no reason to get yourself all bent out of shape and worked up over it. But I don't think any of these people really want to do this. I don't think that uh, the senators, the house reps, I don't think that these people want this. I don't think the money interest in this country wants that. They don't want the Republican Party to abandon democracy because it's bad for business, That is the really just totally cynical view I have of the whole situation. That the people that like Republicans because they deregulate business and they lower their taxes, those people are not going to be happy with general strikes and mass protests and just people screaming and yelling that they got ripped off by a bullshit uh, stunt that Trump refusing to acknowledge the will of the people in this election is unacceptable to them. They don't want that. It hurts the economy. It hurts their bottom line. It hurts everything. And that's why they're looking at this in the long term. Look at all the shit George W. Bush did to us. They got Trump in eight years later. All the shit Bush did to us, Obama gets in, they get the House two years later. They are able to gum up the works and prevent Obama from passing any more serious legislation at that point. So, the idea that the, the Koch brothers, or the oil companies, or any of these multi-billion dollar industries and titans of finance are going to look at the situation and go, yeah... Trump becoming a dictator is a good thing. We'll accept that. Because they don't want there to be domestic terrorism and insurgency and people refusing to work because they're trying to take the system down now. And like real, actual, hardcore resistance. Not this uh, march every so often kind of protesting that we've been doing ever since Trump got into the office. But consistent Occupy Wall Street like kind of like freakouts all across America all the time. And people talking about the rule of law and just how dangerous what's happening to us is. The rich and powerful want to boil the frog really slowly. And Trump declaring, I got robbed, this election was rigged, I ain't leaving, no Republicans should leave. Nobody wants to listen to him do that. Nobody wants him to pull that shit and they and, and is willing to back his play. He doesn't have the loyalty of the military. He doesn't have the loyalty of the Republican Party, really. He is just a powerless, crazy old man. And at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to be able to do this. He's not going to be able to pull this off and destroy our nation. I think America's made of sterner stuff than to be brought low by Donald Trump. Senile, dementia-ridden Donald Trump. I mean, that's it. I, I just... I mean, hey, November 4th, boy, my face will be red. Totally wrong. Then I'll just go play Cyberpunk 2077 until the, the uh, Trumpian death squad knocks on my door and comes to take me away. Them's the brakes. But I... Will remain a doe-eyed optimist until that day. As for uh, QAnon, we have the bannings, the complaining, the whining, all that all that good stuff is going on, and we also have what I think is very interesting. Um, we have a kind of a schism between. One section of QAnon and another section of QAnon where one section is just waiting for the 50-state landslide. And the other side wants arrests before we have a vote. Because the arrest side would like to actually see results, which I think is accurate and just. The only problem is, is the arrest side will never actually back up their talk with action. They will vote for Trump no matter what. They will vote for Trump even if he turns out to be uh, a collaborator with uh, Maxwell and Epstein in their pedophile ring. Because he was working on the inside as an undercover operative. (laughs) Nervous laughter, tugging on collar. They have to uh, support Trump no matter what he does and what he says. Although I will say that the arrest people are smart... For the fact that uh, when Trump loses, they will be able to say that he screwed up or that he wasn't really uh, part of the team. That if he was part of the team, he would have had arrests and he would have won re-election because the arrests would have galvanized America to back him. So, that was interesting. And I... Think that any play you can make to give yourself some wiggle room between uh, Trump winning and Trump losing, if you're a QAnon grifter, is a play that you should take. Will QAnon do this? No, because they're not very bright and they don't game theory things out very well. It's kind of a shit show, if you hadn't noticed, because QAnon is a bunch of crazy people and, uh, between this and, uh, all the people getting banned and then immediately coming back onto Twitter because Twitter doesn't actually do anything to stop people from ev- ban evasion because they just refuse to acknowledge it. It's, uh, it's, it's depressing. Uh, I would love to see uh, some people get banned. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to write an article on Medium this week about it. I'm gonna make some friends, as it were. Because, uh, Old Poker's going to name some names. Because that's what one has to do in these situations. And uh, don't think those people will be too happy with me. But then again, they're QAnon promoters so they can go fuck themselves. They're awful people. Uh, Lastly, on my list of topics, as it were, ranked choice voting is on the ballot in Massachusetts this November. It is question two. So if you are in the great commonwealth of Massachusetts, I will urge you, I will beg you, to vote yes on two. Uh, this uh, This week, it has become incredibly clear, but it was very obvious from the moment that Kanye West declared that he was running for president what was going on, but much like everything else that Trump does as president, There is a lot of having the quiet part get said loud. And what I mean by that is that Republican lawyers, Republicans working for Trump, just the party apparatus is knee-deep in the Kanye for President uh, campaign. They are working on behalf of Kanye to get him ballot access in as many states as they possibly can because they believe incredibly cynically that they might be able to get some black people to vote for Kanye instead of Biden. And they're just trying to siphon a few votes away from Biden to help Trump win the election. And this is the nature of all third parties in America under our current system. No matter how pure, how honest, how much integrity you have as a candidate and as a campaigner and as a person, you might fully believe in your Green Party concepts. You might fully believe in your libertarian vision of America. You might fully believe in your independent campaign that leans either to the right or to the left, that you are doing a good, honorable, just thing, that you are presenting a voice to the electorate that needs to be heard and it is fine and it is all well and good that you are doing this and that you believe this but in the end you will be used cynically as a tool by one major party against the other major party. If you are the libertarian and there is a race between a Democrat and a Republican the Democrats will throw you money the Democrats will talk you up. The Democrats will put in work to signal boost you so that you can siphon away votes from the Republican. And by the same token, if you're a Green, the Republicans will do the same thing for you to try to help you take votes away from the Democrat. In Montana, the Republicans tried to get a Green on the ballot against John Tester. And... The Green candidate ended up getting thrown off, and it was exposed that that Green was a Republican uh, operative, basically. The the Greens were working hand-in-hand with the Republicans to try to take Tester down. And that's the problem with our current voting system, is that you have just one vote, and it goes to one person... And if we can find a way to trick you into not voting for the person who can win and to make a quote-unquote principled stand and vote for the person that actually adheres to your ideological beliefs closest, we can hurt your beliefs and we can hurt the candidate that can beat us. And that is dirtbag politics. That uh, no all fair in no-rules-all-sfare-in-love-and-war politics. And we have a solution that stops it, stops it dead in its tracks. With ranked choice voting, the Republicans wouldn't give a nickel to Kanye. The Republicans wouldn't do anything to help him get on the ballot. Because they know that if there was ranked choice voting, that any person that was going to vote for Kanye would then mark down Biden as their second choice. And that when Kanye pulled at 1%, 2 or 3%, his vote to be uh, transferred to the second place option, and that would overwhelmingly be Biden on those uh, ballots. So the incentive to boost up a candidate like Kanye in a cynical effort to steal black votes away from Joe Biden would no longer exist. Therefore, the Republicans would not help Kanye. Therefore, he wouldn't be doing all this dumb stuff, and he might actually be able to just not be in the public limelight as he goes through the mental breakdown that he is currently suffering. And it would also force Libertarians and Greens and others that are third parties or minor parties or independent running people to stand on their own two feet and not receive uh, fiduciary compensation from the major parties who are again using them cynically to try to attack their enemies. Now the greens and the libertarians and so on and so forth actually have to put in the work themselves to get what they want. And they can't claim that the spoiler uh, impact, or the spoiler effect, is what's hurting them, because now there's no spoilers. Now that doesn't exist. So now you can vote your, you can vote free of, freely. your conscience is clear. You are good to go. So, uh, yes on two. Let's get ranked choice voting more popular, more visible, more exposure. And the more states that see that it is working and it is viable, the more they'll adopt it. And eventually, it hopefully will become the standard of voting in America. And it can lead to other forms of voting. I've heard so many people say, oh, ranked choice voting isn't that great. I got this great idea. And it's a good, wonderful. I hope that... Ranked choice voting is just a transitional uh, phase to the perfect voting system that you have concocted in your brain. I don't care about that. What I care about is the fact that first past the post, our current voting system is the worst of all voting systems. It is fucking terrible, and we need to get rid of it. And ranked choice voting is the thing that is currently popular and is has traction and has market share. It is uh, statewide in Maine. Many cities use it. Let's get it statewide in Massachusetts, and let's just keep this wave moving forward. Let's just keep the progress going. Having said all of that, it's now time for your questions, which are always my favorite part of this thing because... You guys give me so much content when you ask me questions. I get to talk, and I love talking. Uh, Nicole Schwartz, the 17th level Cabal Necromancer, uh, says, The usual disclaimer of, I don't know if this has been covered because I have the memory of a goldfish, but how was it uncovered that Joe M. is from South Africa, and why doesn't the Cubals care that he pretends to be an American? There is no confirmation of the nationality of Joe M. What there is confirmation of is that the man really deeply cares about the plight of white people in South Africa. And if he's an American, that's really fucking weird. Uh, On top of this, uh, his actual first screen name on uh, YouTube, and maybe even Twitter, was uh, Joe Mazapo's, which... um, is a South African slur for your mom's pussy. And when he was called out on the fact that his name was a South African slur, he shortened it to Joe M. So that's his incredibly witty origin story for his screen name. He, in uh, QAnon, the plan, uh, the plan to Save the World, he even slides in a still shot of... Um, Supposed white genocide in South Africa from white farmers being attacked by uh, evil black people. He is a massive apartheid apologist who uh, hates Mandela and calls him a communist terrorist. So the man really, 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 really has a raging heart on for South Africa and white supremacy in South Africa. He even made some comment about how the, the Dutch discovered South Africa, which is so fucking ridiculous. He can't even wrap your head around it. So, in short, Joe M., if he is not a South African, cares way too much about South Africa for a normal person. And this is because Joe M is a deeply racist piece of shit. So, yeah, fuck Joe M. Uh, Puma says talk about Q, the Q clearance book and that uh, Q clearance is a civilian job. Clearance so you can access DOE data and not God mode, QAnons think it is. I wonder if Q is hacking data to reveal secrets. How is he getting around IT security like CrowdStrike protecting top secret networks? Q must be a masterful genius like Eric, Eric Snowden. And then a link showing what Q-level clearance actually is, which is pretty much um, the means by which to get access to um, nuclear-related materials. And this is the thing, is that Q-clearance is dumb for Q to be talking about because it's Department of Energy. It is not CIA, it's not FBI, it's not NSA. It's really not a cloak and dagger stealth operation. It was like basically on Q Drop 34, because that's when he revealed himself to be quote unquote Q clearance patriot. He just thought it sounded cool. He's like, I'm a Q clearance patriot. He didn't want to say he had top secret clearance or he had anything else. He just decided. Q-level clearance sounds good. I'll be able to uh, con the rubes with this nonsense. I'll be able to bullshit them with it. So I'm going to run with it. And the thing is, is that as Puma has pointed out here, Q clearance is not that incredibly big a deal. Um, During the first Gulf War, my mom had a security clearance because she worked on the Patriot Missile getting security clearances isn't that uh, crazy or big a thing. And I don't think that queue clearance as is shown here, and if you're not seeing what I'm seeing, go uh, check out the thread where I ask people to ask questions for tonight's show and you'll see what Puma posted. And uh, you can you can go through this and be like, wow, queue clearance really isn't that special. It's not that big. It's not that big of a deal. Um... So, yeah, I mean, the origin story of Q is dumb. None of it makes any sense. There's really no logical way any person could be doing what Q is doing and not be basically in Trump's inner circle and illegally declassifying information that would get them arrested for forever, or, or jailed for forever. Uh, Redo Panda says, uh, QAnon has become a meta-conspiracy, absorbing many other conspiracies as it has grown. If Trump loses, do you think most of these other conspiracies will split back off or do you think they'll pivot to whatever QAnon um, monastatizes into post-Trump? I think that the QAnon world will become very much Illuminati New World Order based. I've said that a million times, but it's what we're looking at. And since we have to live life one day at a time, we just can't get to November 4th and see how it all turns out. Uh, it's what it is. As our esteemed president said about all the people that are dying. But anti-vax is very strong now in QAnon. Basically, all of these other conspiracy theories think that they can sway QAnon to their side and they don't find out the awful truth that QAnon just eats your conspiracy theory and just turns it into part of their conspiracy theory. Q is not Q from the Q continuum in Star Trek. Q is the Borg from Star Trek. They take your conspiracy theory and they assimilate it into their own. and they create a new, better, purer conspiracy theory based off of that. Um... The thing is, is that when Trump loses, it's going to cause a very much of a sea change in what the theory is and who believes in it and what's going on. And the grifters are going to have to scramble to keep the ship afloat because there's going to be this massive power vacuum and any piece of shit who wants to try to jump into that power vacuum is going to have a lot of play. Because someone's going to have to explain why things didn't work the way Q said they were going to work because Q's been the fucking King poopa of all this shit for a long time. But you have to understand that conspiracy theories... The conspiracy theory king doesn't doesn't reign for very long. Uh, Glenn Beck was the conspiracy theory king. Then he was deposed by Alex Jones. And Alex Jones ruled the roost. And then Q took over from Alex. So the heavy is the head that wears the crown because someone else is going to come in and take his job and it could be any one of a million different cranks all these people want that crown all these people want to be the man and that's the thing is that when Trump loses the power vacuum just opens up and oh my god everyone's going to be running to be the the king everyone's going to be running to be the one that has the secret inside intelligence that's going to save the world from the deep state and save the children from the adrenochrome harvesting plants so it's going to be a lot of fun that way Uh, Retto also has a follow-up question and a not-so-serious question. QAnon followers are always going on about Trump playing multi-dimensional chess. The number keeps growing. I think they're up to 11-dimensional these days. Clearly Trump is is a reactionary idiot and doesn't really plan anything. He's not playing chess. He's not even playing checkers. What game do you think best describes Trump? I'm thinking Hungry Hungry Hippos. I think uh, mindlessly tapping on a thing to uh, grab pellets is kind of apropos of Trump. I think that the game that would describe Trump kind of the best is uh, Simon, because Trump is a narcissist, so his brain is very wired in a way where it's only certain beeps and boops that really ever even happen to the man, and he just goes through a sequence, much like a Simon machine, And he also probably wouldn't be able to repeat that sequence back to you once it got past, like, uh, five colors. So I think that he is playing Simon and losing at it pretty quickly because he's not all there, and he's really, really simple and basic and boring. And uh, finally... uh, M. Lou, Owl, Who, Bull, Who, Owl, says, uh, Dylan Wheeler, what do you think made him finally flip, and are his post-cued conspiracy theories just as bad, if not worse? I accidentally answered this a little bit in the thread, but... Um, Dylan's young. I think that's the most important thing to take away from this, is that I don't think he's really that old a guy. I think he got internet famous really quickly. And that's something that screws with a person's mind. He believes in all kinds of dumb shit, like 9-11 trutherism. And he's an anti-vaxxer. And that's crank magnetism working its best, where once you believe in one dumb thing, you believe in more dumb things. Now... Given how he has operated for his adult life, it is very likely that he is just working the next angle, working the next grift, that he's trying to find a way to keep the scam alive, and that he thinks Q is a losing uh, play, so he's ditching out on it. But also because he's young, it's very possible that he did actually kind of find Jesus Christ and he's moving on in his life and he is trying to be a better person. The proof with him is going to be in the pudding. What does he actually do now that he is a QAnon apostate? How does he change his life? How does he try to fix things? How does he make amends for what he has done? Does he try to make amends for what he has done? Or does he just keep peddling bullshit? Does he continue to be an anti-vaxxer? Does he continue to be a person who uh, misleads people and tells them uh, bad things, or does he actually try to just lead people to Jesus and be really religious and devout? That's going to be the that's going to be the answer to the question: Is what does Dylan Wheeler actually want to get out of his life? Is it more money? Or has he found that there's a hole in his soul that needs to be filled by Jesus? I can't mind-read the guy. Uh, My view of his moral fiber is that it is low and that he, up until this point, has not been a good person. But that doesn't mean he can't change. So uh, I will give him the benefit of the doubt far more than I probably should, but... uh, I am a generous person that way, so let's see how it goes for him. Let's see how how he changes. Let's see if he grows up or not. And that'll be fun. So uh, that will conclude tonight's podcast, because I am incredibly tired, and I'm going to hit some buttons, get this thing uploaded, and then sleep. Sleep so much, because I'm exhausted. I've been working way too much. And thankfully, I have a few days off coming up, so I may try to do a Twitch stream Monday or Wednesday and do a podcast on Tuesday. So I will see you all around. Have a good one and stay safe.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more